Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we are going to be taking a look back at the recent Memory Gauge second anniversary tournament. And to help us out, we are going to be speaking to the winner of the tournament, Shark Flynn, who is going to walk us through his winning deck profile and his matches that he played across the day. It was a great day with a huge amount of deck variety and Shark Flynn was playing a deck that I think we all kind of know the deck, but he has a little bit of an interesting spin on it. So I'm really excited for you all to hear his take on the deck, the things that he's done with it, and especially the way that he chose to pilot it as well, because I think even when you know a deck inside and out, it's always interesting to hear how good players are piloting the deck, because piloting it is definitely part of being good with it. You can build the best deck, but if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> it's not necessarily going to be reflected in your results. And Sharkflint is definitely a good player. So we have this interview coming up for you after the break. Otherwise, it's a pretty long episode, so we don't have anything else to get into. No announcements. We're going to launch straight into it. And now for our main topic. This past weekend, we held the second Memory Gauge Anniversary Tournament. It was a great time. Uh, quite a few people turned up, and we had a really good spread of decks, which I always like to see. And, of course, we have a winner who we're talking to today about the deck and uh, their matches. So, welcome, Shark Flynn or Alex. Hello. Hello. Hello uh, congratulations, first of all. Uh, thank you. Uh, a well-earned win. Um, yeah. Great hopefully, thanks for hosting. Oh, well, my, my pleasure. It is uh, always a lot of fun, actually. Like, even though I'm sort of just sitting there watching matches, I always have a really good time. And I like to think that, that it's a good, yeah, a good event. So... Right. Had a lot of fun. And I'm sure everyone else did, too. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I sure hope so. And... I think it was a really good spread of decks. You obviously took first place. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what you were running? Yeah, I was uh, running the Minerva Loop deck that uh, uses Cer- uh, two Cerberus Mon, two uh, and, uh, Minerva Mon, and uh, uh, Revive from the Darkness to sort of loop like a net of five memory a turn so you can just keep swinging at your opponent. Yeah, so um, and we've we've talked about that, I guess, when we did the um, when I did the set review. Minervamon is a new card, well, newish. I guess we've got EX three kind of has just come out, but uh, from BT ten, and yeah, kind of the new version of the the sort of Lilithmon loop, or for a little while it was the Creepymon loop, and now now we have the Minervamon version, which was very cool to see in action and I'm really glad that something like that took first place. It was, there was a, there was a little part of me that was like, Oh, it's probably going to be Shoutmon or Blue Flare or something, but no Minervamon, which is always fun to see. Yeah, it is definitely like a really cool deck. And uh, as far as like the newest iteration of like the purple loop deck, it does, uh, I find it's uh, definitely a lot less uh, mind intensive than the other ones. Because I found, like, the Lilith one, one, if you, like, play more than four rounds of that, you just get massive headaches. <laughs> it's, like, trying to figure out what to do next. But uh, but Minervamon is 
pretty straightforward. You just get uh, your Cerberus mods in trash, pop the Lilith with the revive, and uh, not the Lilith, pop the Minerva with the revive, and uh, yeah, just keep going from there. Uh, yeah, because um, I suppose with the with the Lilithbon version, really Lil- all Lilithbon was doing was helping you use your option cards. You still had to go through a lot of other hoops to set up the loop. Whereas Benervamon, because it has that um, it has that revival effect on it, so it really does a lot of the work yeah, for exactly. you in that regard. Yeah. Awesome. So you've sent me through the list, and I've been having a bit of a peruse. And I, it looks, it looks tight. Obviously, oh, yeah. good list because you did, <laughs> you did uh do well. But yeah, it's looking like a pretty good list. So I would love if we could talk through maybe some of the some of the choices. All right, just so well. the listeners can understand what's going on, okay. and maybe yeah, we the- might even put this somewhere where they can have a look at this themselves. If you're open to sharing the secret spicy tech. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah. starting with the level threes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we have... Uh, the first is uh, three go- or four copies of the uh, Sorrowful Shadow Bearer image. Uh, the BT2 Gabumon. <laughs> uh, yeah, BT2 yeah. yeah. The one that uh, Inheritable on deletion draw to discard one. That's... Uh, Basically a must-have for the deck. Like you always mm. have to run four copies of that Gabumon because your need your early trash setup. You need to like cycle through your deck to get your combo pieces, and that is really just the best uh, rookie for that in purple. Oh yeah, you see a lot of cards when you're using this Gabumon for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, uh, a point out because uh, the. List here doesn't show the bait eggs for some reason, but yeah, oh, yeah. there's uh, four, four Demi Mira mods for the egg, the BT2 Demi Mira. It's BT2, right? Uh, BT2. Yes, I believe so. And that's for a similar yeah. reason. That's the on deletion draw one, discard one, I believe. Yeah. Not having it in front of me. Yeah. 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 Usually, like your first stack, you usually want to be the Demi Mira, the Gabu into a Eismon scatter mode. Mm. And then hopefully have that Eismon die somehow so you. Cycle true like a bunch of cards in your deck. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we've got two two Gazimon. So yeah. this is the the sort of the floodgate. If we want to borrow some terminology, it says on all turns your opponent can't gain memory except with tamer effects. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah, to exactly what you said, just be like one of the floodgate rookies is mm. one of the best general purple rookies, just to like. Stop stuff like uh, Hammer Spark and uh, any other like memory gain effects. So- sometimes the stuff off the Sistermon stuff as well. Like, mm. and uh, every deck runs memory boost now, so close <laughs> that down. Yeah, I was I was going to ask whether you saw a lot of um, memory effects outside of Tamers, and then yeah, as you say, memory boosts are pretty. Uh, pretty widely yeah. used so yeah especially with mm. uh stuff like uh blue flares boost too which is of course really good oh yeah didn't even think about um uh what's it ha- not howling memory boost blazing memory boost yeah. yeah yeah oh what a card so yeah i guess happy to have gazi want to turn that off uh 
one copy of Sukaimon from BT3. Yes, that's my uh, good luck, Sukaimon. <laughs> Your good luck, Sukaimon. I was going to ask why, why sort of just one copy? Is there uh, a good reason for that, or is that kind of a personal choice? It's part of, per, partially a personal choice just because I really like the art on it. Mm. And I, I don't know, I just think I, I like the little adorable, mischievous little, like, Digimon has that cute little smile there. And it's like, uh, and sometimes too, like, uh, running it, it was honestly pretty good in uh, just having it there as, like, because sometimes you, like, once you're in late game and you have to, like, maybe delete one of your Digimon, you sometimes are so low in your deck that you don't really want to, like, put a Gobumon there or something. Because you don't want to draw the extra cards because you're like, okay, I already have all my pieces. And if I dig too much, I might accidentally dig myself out. And so <laughs> I just having the option. It's like, okay, I can just gain one memory instead. And so yeah. you yeah, just need one memory. So it's definitely a good choice. It's kind of like a, uh, I don't want to call it a fifth Gabu because it does like something different, but it, uh, like it's definitely good to have there. And like I said, I, it's good luck. <laughs> nice i like it i like that there's that um sort of that room for a bit of the personal touch as well that's always fun yeah. to see and then like, three uh, co- oh sorry oh, i was gonna say if you didn't want to run it like you could also possibly run like a fourth psych mon or a third gazumon depending on your what meta you're teching for but yeah i like to have to one suka yeah because that's I guess the next card to round out the rookies is uh, three copies of Psychmon, which is the another sort of floodgate, but this one says players can't reduce play costs. Yeah, that's uh yeah, it's there for like the cross heart decks or uh, any uh Digicross deck really, and uh, I don't know if anyone plays uh D Reaper anymore, but it's good against <laughs> that. Uh stops uh Dexmon and stuff too, so yeah, it's definitely one of the better floodgates to have at the moment. Um, oh yeah, I love I love the Psychmon to uh I, to stop a Dixmon. Yeah, I'm not sure how good it is after like now that EX trees are on after the bannings, but I know it's it was definitely really good against like the crosswords meta. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I guess with the with the banning or the restrictions, sort of. Are going to lead people away from running too much cross heart, so it might yeah. not the Psychmon might drop down a little bit, but yeah, I, think it's, I think it's still pretty though. good. Yeah, there's still yeah. blue flare. There's still and people I, doing some weird stuff. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not actually sure how the ex uh, how the new how a lot of the new ex tree decks work. So I don't <laughs> know if any of them like are heavily play effect play true effects. Yeah, I'm still getting my head across those. I've only just started sort of uh, um, messing around with those decks. So I'm right there with you. I'm not 100% sure where the Psychomon will stay, but it's one of those It's one of those cards that has such a... I think I think it's going to stay at least in some yeah. number in the deck, but it's really meta depend on whether you want like more Psych or more Gauzy. Mm. Yeah, I like that. A bit flexible. So another one of those sort of personal choices. All right, level fours, I see one of my favorite arts. We've got four copies of Eismon Scatter Mode here. Oh, yeah, that's, like, probably the best card in the deck, honestly. Wow. Like, just draw, yeah. <laughs> draw a tree, discard two. There's a reason why, uh, like, almost every purple deck runs four of it. 
I think it's just such a strong on deletion ability. And yeah. when you can get like the Eismon off it too, it's like, yeah, it's very understandable why that got limited to one. <laughs> oh, for sure. So yeah, again, digging through those pieces, really just trying to get your combo pieces to hand and into yeah. trash where you need, where you're able to reuse them seems to be the, the goal yeah. of a lot of this engine here. Yeah. Just get through your deck as quickly as possible, get all your pieces and swing for and make as many, get as much advantage as possible, really. Yeah. So do you find you're doing a lot of, um, like obviously the Eisbon works very well when you sort of just send it into security and hope that it, yeah. uh, Oh yeah, there's uh the joke the the constant joke that it has jamming because it almost <laughs> half the time it will not die in security. Yeah, I found that a lot too. That uh that eyes one, yeah, it's a fighter for sure. For sure, uh, you do have some option ways to like pop it yourself if you need to. Yeah, and I and I guess you know getting that chip damage in early also probably helps. Oh, it yeah. means you've got to do it's, a little bit less in the late game. Yeah. It's also good sometimes, too, like, if it, even if it lives, like, sometimes it can do the chip damage because your opponent usually won't, will try to not kill it because mm. they know you want it to die, I found in some cases. So they'll just leave the eyes on, and it'll get, like, two or three swings in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and that could be, that could be useful in and of itself. So really, it's, it's a little bit of a win-win. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Uh, so the one copy that you're allowed to play of Eismon. Yep. Which, I, because it's been restricted, I have not. I've forgotten what this card does because I have not seen it in a while. But uh, it's uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the exact text is when it's trash due to an effect. If you have an Eismon Scatter Mold in your graveyard, you can play it from grave without playing its memory cost. If I remember correctly. Uh, when you trash this card in your hand using one of your effects. If Eyes One Scatter Mode is in your trash, you may play this card without paying its memory cost. Yeah. And uh, it gets plus 2,000 for every Scatter Mode in your grave. Mm, so it could be could be potentially very big as well for a level 4, which is a oh, yeah. pretty cool. And obviously you want the Scatter Mode to die, so it will be in your trash. Yes. When it gets deleted, you trash cards from your hand. And yeah. if you've got the Eismon, that's like a no-brainer, getting a free body yeah. back on board. Yeah, it's quite good. Usually what you do is uh, when you bring back the Eismon, you uh, evolve it into a Cerberusmon and then play Werewolf Mode to delete your Cerberusmon so you got no rush attacker with that. Ah, very nice. Or you can yeah. evolve onto a Genku Promote, which also has rush. Like, there are lots of utilities with definitely just having the body there. Nice. And you find that that's worth playing the one copy, like that happens often enough? Yes, for sure. Especially with how fast you go through your deck, you usually see the mm. one copy. Yeah, I suppose you're drawing so many cards that that one copy, you're actually probably going to see it quite a lot, aren't you? Yeah. Plus, sometimes it can just get like, like you said, with ODI's one, it can just be really big sometimes. So, like. Sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm going to swing with like a 11 power Rizbon or something. 11 power champion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's gross, but I love it. <laughs> no, very cool. And I suppose it's a good note for our listeners that 
you know, we know we know kind of what ratios look like in a Digimon deck roughly these days. But um, I suppose it's worth noting that depends on the deck as well. Like in this deck, you're drawing a lot of cards, so you can play those one copies yeah, of certain yeah, like, key cards that like you want to see in some matchups, but not all matchups. And you can be pretty yeah. confident that you're going to see them at some point. Oh yeah, the ratios for a deck like this too are also like really weird compared to mm. other decks. Like, there's only ten rookies. There's only uh, uh, four, five, yeah, eight champions. There's uh, nine ultimates. It's like really weird. <laughs> yeah, six megas. That's yeah, very a bit top heavy, but that's. Yeah. But it works, obviously. I guess. Yeah. Uh, w- one copy of Ginkakumon Promote, I see. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I, like- I love that card. Oh, yeah, the card's very good. I like having the one copy just to, like... It's just a cheaper way to swing in for games sometimes. Like, there's so- you generate so much memory throughout the loop in the deck that, like, you can easily, like, just hard play it for six for the final attack and swing in. Like, I've won a game several times like that. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, an- another kind of way to get that final check in, which yeah. is cool. It also, it also is, like, you can, like I said earlier, just evolve onto the Ice Mod for one or one of the other champions for one and swing in like that. Oh, yeah, nice. I always forget that you can digivolve into this and it will have Rush as well. Because I, I, I just focus so much on bringing it back from trash. I forget it has other... <laughs> other functions it's like oh yeah it's still a digimon it still does digimon stuff uh two copies of devimon this is the starter deck six devimon so the blocker that digivolves for one yeah which is it's uh yeah it's yeah just a digivolve from one is just really good in a lot of cases and sometimes you just like need a blocker occasionally like if you're can't quite kill your opponent, it's okay, I'll just bring back a Devimon or two to, like, come up the board so they hopefully can't uh, hit you or finish you off on a backswing. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just need that, uh, you're right, you just need that blocker just to buy yourself a little extra time. Yeah, and uh, the Digivolve for one is really good, too, because it's a cheaper way to get into your Cerberus mons. Yeah, which is... Nice, like that's the Cerberus Mon, obviously key to the deck. So I guess anything that helps you get there a little bit quicker is um is not bad. Yep, for sure. Uh, speaking of the Cerberus Mons, moving up to the level fives, uh, four copies of Cerberus Mon, which yep. makes sense. It's key yep. to the deck, so let's maximize our chance of getting them. Oh yeah, it's uh yeah the. Draw two. Like I also run four of that one and only three of the werewolf mode because uh, Cerberus Mon also enables you to cycle through your deck a lot. Mm, yeah, faster because like the draw two, discard one is very good. Yeah. So again, the Cerberus Mon, um, like the werewolf mode is kind of where the loop part comes in, but the Cerberus Mon itself yeah. has that on deletion draw two trash one. So it's yeah. still doing work in terms of getting pieces to hand, getting pieces in trash, setting you up. Like yeah. it's but not also, useless by itself. Yeah, it's also relatively cheap for an ultimate to just hard play. Mm. Yeah, like six it's only cost. A, 
yeah, six cost. So sometimes if you have like a brick hand, you can just play it or play it. And like, if it lives, great. If your opponent kills it, great. You get to psycho and hopefully draw out of your bad hand. Yeah. So don't, uh, don't overlook that, uh, that cheap play cost. That is, yeah. as you say, very useful. And then three yeah. copies of the werewolf mode to go with it. Three copies because I'm assuming because with all the draw power. Yeah, you go through the deck very yeah. fast. So you yeah. usually don't need the four copies. And um, when we get to the options, you're also run- I'm also running one copy of Dead or Alive, which if you have a server spawn in Grave, you can bring it back and actually... Well, if you have a server spawn in play in a werewolf mode in Grave, you can uh, uh, net positive one memory with that. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get you to expand on that maybe a bit more. Pur- purple is one of those. Um, I always find it so complicated to think about this. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm 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 a red player at heart. I just like to make something big that hits yeah. hard. You know, <laughs> so when we get into the <laughs> the technical stuff here, it always takes me a little while to wrap my head around. Um, so, but I. So under- Sometimes I just want to hit hard too. I yeah. get the feeling <laughs> it's like uh, this is a lot of. T- I just want to make a big stack and swing. Oh, love Sometimes. it! That is that's what Alphamon was for. That's why they built it. So I guess the benefit of playing three werewolf modes rather than four is that it does free up a little bit of space to, for some uh, for some more sort of tech choices. Like I see here, you've got one copy of the BT two Chimeramon. This yeah, is the purple like, one with that on-play effect where you delete one of your other Digimon to delete a level 5 or lower. Yeah, uh, this idea I actually got from uh, like when I was looking at deck lists online like to see what mm-hmm. every, people were trying out. Uh, that's actually from uh, Mario Gaming World's uh, Minerva Loop deck list. And I saw that there. One co- and uh, when I first saw it, I was like, well, that can't be right. But I figured <laughs> I'd give it a try anyway. And it, yeah, it actually performs really well, honestly. Like you bring it back, and sometimes it'll block. Like, uh, like, like I said, like sometimes if you're trying to kill your Eismon, like it'll pop your Eismon or pop one of your uh, Digimon you want to delete, and uh, pop one of their like a problematic blocker or one of their floodgates. Usually, well, floodgate is probably what it's most important for because mm, like, yeah, yeah. you get really stumped if like. Your opponent has a memory blocker like a Gazimon or uh, or the other ones or the blue one. I think it's Madoki Beta. Madoki Beta, yeah. Yeah, like if you like if your opponent has one of those, out your loop just doesn't work. So sometimes you just want to okay, I'll go into sometimes yeah, you just hard play the Chimera or bring the Chimera back with a revival from the darkness and like yeah, like I don't know, it just had. I just found lots of times where I was playing it, and it's like, okay, it didn't feel like it was like too much of a problem taking up like deck space or anything. Like just a one-off copy was, and it was very useful. So I kept it in the deck. Nice. Like it has a lot more utility than I would have expected. I love that. Keep keeping an open mind about some of the some of those inclusions, and like, I like, I just like the the advice there of kind of. Obviously, you saw other people yeah. playing it, decided yeah. to try it out, took a bit of a risk on it, and you interrogated like, okay, so why might this be here? And yeah, for those for those uh, 
found out that it's good to get rid of those memory blockers. It's good to pop those things that otherwise, like, you know, your eyes one has jamming, so you can't get rid of it another way, but you yeah. <laughs> maybe use the Chimera one to get rid of it. Cool. Yeah, so- I- yeah, it's just like, I don't know, sometimes it's just the, yeah, like the ability to kill something on a mm. level 5 body. It was just like, okay, really useful. Like, I can play that, and then if it lives next turn, like, maybe evolve into a Minerva or a uh, Creepymon or something. It's, I don't know, just had a lot of actually really good utility. That's one of the things I like about Digimon, how you can uh, sometimes look back at, like, cards that were good but not really seeing play anymore but uh i don't know maybe find something that actually works mm. really well when from the old sets yeah there's kind of a bit of um there's a bit of an idea around digimon at the moment where it's sort, sort of a criticism i guess where people say oh like the new set comes out and everyone just abandons all their old decks all their old cards and they just go to the new latest thing and i'm kind of guilty of that i always like to play the the latest thing and try new stuff but, it's always fun to like play the new flashy cars, but sometimes like some of the old stuff works out like it's still good. Yeah, like they've they've printed a a lot of cards by now, and some of that stuff still does work, and some of it actually might not even have been good, but comes around with some new supports, and that's a, one exactly. of my favorite things is when a card that wasn't good when it was printed, yeah. you're like, oh, actually, now yeah. this is great doesn't come up often but when it does you feel like super genius yeah that waymon tribal deck we'll get it oh man <laughs> i want to play that so bad i want it to work uh, uh so we, we'll move along uh one copy of lucimon chaos mode this is the the level five that has that on play when digivolving delete one of your opponent's tamers or level is it six or lower digimon yeah, level six or lower. Yep, and then it has the the sort of for every ten cards in your trash, reduce its play cost by three. So, yeah, it's just like a really good utility card to have. Like it can pop mm. a tamer, pop a problematic like level six Digimon. It's yeah. a very high DP, so it's a good attacker. Um, I'm running the copy of Dead or Alive, so like that's a great target for that. Like if you have Lucimon and Grave, and they hit Dead or Alive in security, you can just bring it back. Yeah, and like your revive from the darkness, which we'll talk about a, a bit when we get to the options, but that brings back a level five or lower purple Digimon as well, which Lucemon is. So it is, but uh, it wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't activate the on playability of it. Oh no! Okay, never mind. Though, never uh, mind. I thought I was but, doing something. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I do believe Minervamon would though. Use, yes, yeah, Minervamon. Still works with Minervamon. Oh, any on play effect on Digimon played with this effect and activate. And Minervamon doesn't do it either. Never mind. No, uh, Minerva, no the, uh, the on-play effect that doesn't activate is when you bring back uh, a level 4 or lower. See, this is Yeah, mm, Minervamon's a reader. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we'll talk about Minervamon in a second. And, uh, yeah, there's, the, there's three effects uh, in this game I really understand. It's plus DP, security attack plus 1. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's all I need. Um, give me anything else, and I'd become lost. So I guess we should talk about the star of the deck in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Good old uh, yeah. So apparently, I should actually read this card because what I found out embarrassingly is that I don't know what it does. <laughs> so 
No worries. Um, it's like there's a whole paragraph of infinite cards effects. Oh yeah, it's it's got a lot of text. No, I know like the gist of it. I understand obviously, but it has retaliation, which is interesting on level six. It is a little oh, yeah. weaker at eleven thousand DP, so that might come up. You never know. But uh, the key the key points here are that I suppose the opponent's turn effect when an opponent plays a Digimon, you may play a level four or lower purple Digimon card from your trash without paying its memory cost, which is pretty cool. I've always liked that effect. Yeah. And uh, then that's the text, any unplayabilities do not activate. Yeah. So there's that key little, but that's all right. Like you're getting a free body on board just because your opponent played. Something. Yeah, exactly. So, It'd probably be a little busted if it activated the unplayabilities too. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be. So you can sort of keep up with your opponent if you've got the Minerva Mon out, I suppose, and they're playing yeah. things, which a lot of the yeah. decks... You know, you've got your Digicross stuff, which is all about playing Digimon. So, decks yeah, uh, do that. Oh, That's going to come up. Digicross stuff, and usually, like, sometimes your opponent will just want to play, like, Search for Rookies in that, or play their Floodgates. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Minerva is definitely good for, like, uh, incentivizing your opponent not to play too much. But also with the second ability, like, you kind of want to have more than two Digimon out at a time. I, yeah, because yeah, of the on-deletion effect. Yes, so Minerva one's on-deletion effect, if your opponent has two or fewer Digimon in play, you may play one purple level five or lower Digimon card, uh, or one, what is that, Mervamon. Yeah, Mervamon. From your trash without paying its play cost. So <laughs> that's kind of the the effect that really lets the deck do its thing this on-deletion yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, uh, like, uh, you just have to always make sure your opponent has uh, two or fewer Digimon, which the first effect kind of incentivizes. Like, if they uh, have more than that, you... Uh, like, uh, if they don't have that, they want to play Digimon to have more than two, but if they play Digimon, you get to revive stuff. So it's yeah, like... So you put okay, them in a bit of a... A little bit yeah. of a pickle, because it's like, well, okay, you can keep me from doing my loop, but I'm going to play a bunch of Digimon for free, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, and, like, the idea of the loop is that, uh, like, with Revive from Darkness, which is delete one of your Digimon, then play back a level 5 or lower, and its unplay effects do not activate. Mm -hmm. So you pop uh, Minervamon. If your opponent has two or fewer Digimon, you pop Minervamon with... Uh, Revive from the darkness to, uh, and you use the revive effect to bring back a Cerberus Mon, and you use Minerva's effect to bring back a Werewolf mode. And since uh, Minerva's effect, you have to do it like that because uh, the Werewolf moves on play delete one of your Cerberus Mon to gain nine memory. Needs to activate, so you have to bring back uh, that one with Minerva and bring back the normal Cerberus Mon with revive. So it costs four memory to do that, but when uh, Cerberus Mon Werewolf Mode pops to Cerberus Mon, you'll gain nine, so it's a net of five memory. If uh, oh, that makes sense, nuts. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. it makes sense. That's a oh, yeah, plus five is. memory, and you have a rushing attacker. Yeah, and, and you've uh, drawn two cards and trashed a card, like yeah, and uh, then oof. you can did you evolve the the loop is that you can uh, then swing. Did you evolve the werewolf mode into another copy of Minervamon, and then play Revive from Darkness again to net another five memory? 
So you do that two or three times and you have about 10 memory and usually that's enough to work with to win. Yeah, I suppose the the thing is you need Minervamon copies to yeah. keep it going is kind of the... It's not... It doesn't just, like, go forever. You do need to yeah, feed you, the Minervamon you, you into to, it. You need to keep drawing your Minervamons <laughs> and revive from the darkness. Yeah. It is... Uh, yeah, that's why you run so much cycling, because you want to get as <laughs> many copies of Dells as possible in your hand. Yeah, You also so, need to be... Ooh, you no. also need to be pretty cautious too about when you attack with the werewolf mode, because uh, sometimes you might not want to attack with the first one or two, because you want to like get a good memory gap. So, and if you lose the werewolf mode, then you might just be stuck for a turn. Turn if you like lose an insecurity check. Yeah. So you might want to like for the first set of loop, like don't attack with the werewolf mode and just. Straight evolve into Minerva, revive, and let the five uh, get the werewolf mode back. And uh, if it, uh, and uh, like make sure you have enough memory to, like, uh, like if the werewolf mode dies, make sure you have enough memory so, like, that's not completely devastating to you. Yeah. So, as a, as an example, when you're, when you're piloting the deck, and you're getting ready to sort of pull the trigger on the loop and start actually attacking in, what does your hand and board sort of look like? What's your ideal? What are you going for? How many copies of Minerva Bond do you have? How many Refire from Darknesses do you have? Like you, pro- Well, you can... St- I, I've definitely started at just one copy of Minerva Ooh. and one copy of Revive, but ideally you probably want about... You probably want at least two copies of Minerva and two copies of Revive. Yeah. I think it's fine. And uh, potentially a couple Jack Raids as well, just to like make sure you have enough memory to like do everything. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But uh, usually two is enough because every time you... like, Usually when you kill the first... Uh, usually, you, uh, no, usually you want your first stack to be an Eismon stack. So that swings in and that gets, allows you to get most of your pieces and set up your trash. Then you'd want the second stack to be a Cerberus stack. And uh, usually don't, you usually bring that one up for raising at, from raising at Cerberus spawn. Then you pop it with the, then you just hard play the werewolf mode to pop it. And then you get all the draw triggers. So you usually end up drawing a bunch of cards and doing more uh, cycling and finding your pieces. Then, uh, depending on what you're playing against, like, if your opponent doesn't have, like, that many high DP attackers, you might want to swing in. Like, if you're reasonably sure your werewolf mode will survive, but usually I'll just evolve the werewolf mode into a Minerva straight away. And then, uh, use a Revive from the Darkness to pop that one. And, uh, that'll, and I'll bring back a server spawn and a werewolf mode. Uh, you'll gain on memory, and you'll get the draw two discard one from uh, the werewolf mode popping the Cerberus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that usually gets enough stuff in hand that you play another Minerva and another Revive, and uh, again, like you have to like make a lot of judgment calls on whether or not you want to attack with the Cerberus, like. That, like you need to take a lot of stuff into account, like what are like the deck you're playing against, the likelihood of it surviving. Uh, ha- do they have hammer spark? 
uh, if I like, if you don't swing, like if you don't go for it this turn, are you going to die in the backswing next turn? I find comes up a lot. Because there are definitely a lot of like, there's a lot of OTK yeah. in uh, the meta at the moment. So it's like, okay, it's like if I don't risk it, I'm probably not going to survive next turn. So yeah, so a lot of things to think about when you're deciding whether when you're going to sort of go for it. But yeah, obviously, go- very powerful once it starts. Oh yeah. Like- uh, uh, like I said, the idea is that you're trying to, like, that ideally you want to be able to, like, gain enough memory so even if your server swear off mode does die and you can't OTK, you're able to set up a board state where your uh, opponent will not be able to, like, take game next turn. Like, say, uh, like, I think you probably want, like, I don't know, about six or something memory before you. Be, or be sure you have like six or something memory to work with before you uh, start swinging in. in. Most cases. Good advice for those of us who might want to dip our toes into the uh, Minerva loop. Yeah. So we'll we'll go through the rest of the sort of card choices here. That's that's the crux of it, obviously, because that's all the Minerva loop pieces. But there are some cool other additions at the top end here. For example, we have one copy of Creepymon. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah, like. Creep- yeah, Creepymon is definitely great in the deck. It uh like uh fills up your trash. It uh you can sometimes bring like you can bring back any level five, so and uh yeah, like uh it add cards to trash, you can bring back a Cerberus Mon or you can bring back like a Lucymon sometimes. Uh, bring back the werewolf mode. Uh, bring back the chimera mon and kill something. It's like yeah, there's lots of great targets for it. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, sometimes like if you get in like those really long games against like security control and stuff, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you can just smell them out with attacking with creepy mon. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. You don't you don't see a lot of that sort of winning by an alternative uh, win oh, yeah. condition in Digimon. Uh, so when I was uh, yeah, that's uh, I teched uh, like lots of people are teching Creepymon and Mastymon as well, like last mm. format and the format before that, just because uh, when you get into Mastymon mirrors or the Psychon mirrors, it's like they're, they're so grindy and <laughs> like a lot of times, like my I, there are a lot of games where my opponents would just have like. 10 security or something it's like well i'm not getting through this <laughs> so it's like okay i play creepy and i'll just mill your last uh 10 cards or something and or not 9 12 cards because you're usually um like you do so much trashing that your graveyard is full as well so <laughs> very beautiful uh so one copy of Lilithmon, sort of the previous loop champion, oh, yeah. I suppose. Oh yeah, Lilithmon is still great. Like, mm. like sometimes you just end up going into the old uh, Lilith combos <laughs> of, uh, alright, play two Jack Raid, play Lilithmon, bring back the Jack Raids, play to play them again, get a bajillion memory. Do some swings. It's like evolve into sword defeat swing. Bring back Lilithmon to hand. 
It's like you can go into the old loop if you yeah. have to. It's still good. Yeah, so a bit of a backup to the main strategy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, sometimes the old ways still work, you know? Oh, yeah. Like you can you can even make the idea of, like, uh, I've seen some lists running a Tree Minerva 2 uh, Lilith, stuff like that, and it's like, that's perfectly reasonable, too. Oh, interesting. I like yeah. it. Um, one copy of Death Exmon, which I think is pretty pretty standard yeah. at the moment. Death Exmon, pretty yeah, popular. Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's like uh, there are some decks that um, like that just make really big boards. That's very hard to deal with. Like uh, if Jessmon brings out like five or six Sistermon that I'll have blocker. It's like well, we can't get really get around this, and. Uh, the new uh, and uh, Bloom Lord decks too, like just mm, like, yeah. like really big boards. Just Re- really big boards, and with the Cherrymon, often very hard to get through as well because anything becomes yeah. a sort of a yeah, pseudo blocker. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the is just a really good card. It's a really good meta call with uh, if your opponent's not trying to play around it, and uh, it uh, combos really well with the. Uh, Minervamon in the sense that like you always want your opponent to have two or fewer Digimon. Yeah. So that's another thing. If they go too wide, then they leave themselves open to uh just a really cheap dead X Mon. Ooh, yeah, so they can play right into that if they're not careful. Yeah. Um one copy of Omnimon's Wart. Oh yeah. Which again for Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say again it helps with the... Uh... You can loop your Megas like Lilith and Creepy and uh, Minerva if you want to. And just being able to like like set up trash more and bring back two bodies is also quite strong. Like uh, there's uh, some like, like sometimes you just want to bring back blockers and add like the Devimons, but there's some cool place you can do where you can uh, like if the Zord defeat is still uh, summoning stick and or if you, yeah, if it's still summoning sick, or you want to, uh, like you don't need it after it's played, you can uh, bring back a Chimeramon, pop this ward to kill one of your opponent's Digimon that you need to. Or, uh, like, uh, yeah, you can pop something. Yeah, that's one of yeah. the reasons why Chimera is in the deck, because it is a target you can get back with, uh, Swart. With the Zwart, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, some other, like, Fun things you can do is like you, you can't actually bring back a service von werewolf mode with it because it's eight or lower in play cost. Yeah. So that'd be it'd be really nuts if you could bring back the service von though. That'd <laughs> oh be, man. Yeah, just bring back two rushers, but uh or the service werewolf modes, but you can bring back the normal service fonts so at six cost. And if you have werewolf mode in hand, you can like play the werewolf modes to pop the service fonts you just brought back and swing like that. Oh, nice. I've, I've, I've done that before where I uh, had two werewolf modes in hand and played as ward and brought back two server spawns and then play server spawn, kill it, swing, <laughs> play server spawn, kill it, swing for net zero. It's like, all right. So, so what I'm finding as we're going through this is like the Minervamon loop deck i always pictured it as you know you're trying to do one thing obviously you're trying to do the minervamon sort of yeah. loop 
thing, and that's the way that you win the game. But as as you're talking through your choices here, this seems way more flexible than that. Like you've oh, given yeah, yourself like, a lot of different lines to sort of go into yeah. as the case, as you might need to, you know, be a bit more flexible, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah like you, it's like one of those things where you are going to have to be like flexible in what you do mm. and what you're playing because uh, like the, the Nerva loop is very, it is very strong, but it's also very easy to your for your opponent to sometimes play around and stuff like Sometimes they like with memory blockers or just have trying to who always keep like more than two Digimon on play. So you have to like find ways to get around your opponent trying to play around. Yeah. Looping. And so all these all these kind of tech choices or one off choices are ways to yeah. do that. They're ways to sort of like you've got your strategy and then sort of you imagine, okay, so what can my opponent do to play around my strategy and how in yeah. turn can I take advantage of that or can I disrupt that in some way? Yeah. Which I'm sure is what very good Digimon players do, which is probably why it's making my brain itch trying to think of it. Yeah. It does take a it, it it does get very itchy brain sometimes. <laughs> right, but it's like you can see how it you can see how it works and is a is a very good idea and um it's something that maybe as you as you develop as a player is one of those things that you sort of start to do quite a bit more. Right. Um so we'll we'll run through the options fairly quickly. I think they're fairly self explanatory looking at what's here. Yeah, but just for most, just for the people listening, um, yeah, most most of them are, yeah, like I said, pretty self-explanatory. You've got like the three copies of Jack Raid, like you fill up your grave so fast, and like yeah, such a great target, like with with looping the Jack Raids with Lilith, and uh, just being able, yeah, it's just like oftentimes you're count you're casting it for at least two memories. Sometimes like you get three or four memory off it, which is insane. So. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the four copies of Revive from the Darkness, which is pretty much the other part yep. of the whole loop package. So, yep, it's uh just pretty simple. Four memory, uh, delete one of your Digimon, bring back a level five or lower. Some play effects do not activate. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, just like one of the main combo pieces. So you can get away with running tree of it too if you want to add room for like a different option spread or more text because like I said, where you run through your deck so yeah. fast and you can possibly bring that option back to with Lilith. If you're, if you run out of them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of the interesting things about it too, is that, uh, the on deletion effect, uh, I believe works the, I remember correctly, it works the exact like works the same way as Call from Darkness, where it's two separate sentences, where you don't have to delete one of your Digimon to bring back a level yeah. Five. So if you don't have a Digimon to delete, yeah, you're there just isn't one. wow. Yeah, you okay. just bring back the five. So sometimes wow. it's really useful. I did not even pick up on that. That is cool. Oof, I. 
I think when I did the set review for BT5, I'm starting to think that I may have not been very kind about Revive from the Darkness and said that it was a bit <laughs> overcosted. And now I'm thinking that was not a correct assessment. <laughs> I don't uh, think I picked up on that. To, uh, the fact that you don't, like if you don't have a Digimon, you don't have to, it still brings yeah. something back. Uh, yeah, it can it can be depending on what you're bringing back. Like in this case, it definitely isn't because uh, mm. <laughs> because you're netting five memory. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I I'd imagine if that costs three memory or something, that'd be oh geez. <laughs> uh, so one copy of Calling from the Darkness. Yeah, Calling is just an insanely good card. Like, well, I suppose your... they did restrict it just yeah, recently. <laughs> Oh yeah, like bring back your like any of your combo pieces that you need. Uh, yeah, like you can uh, do some fun like micro loop stuff with it with uh, Lilithmon, where you can play Call, uh, use Lilith to bring back Call, and then when your Lilith dies, you can call back to Lilith. Yeah, it's not that great, but it is like a sign that can't come up. You, Usually, just use it to bring back like stuff you need that you probably might have uh, discarded earlier, or maybe uh, like if your Dexmon or something was in security, you can bring it back to your hand and play it. Yeah, so getting a bit more use out of out of your Digimon, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, one copy of Dead or Alive, which I think we talked about before when we were talking about Lucemon. This is. It's yeah. eight cost, play a purple level five Digimon card from your trash without paying its memory cost. But if there are 10 or more cards in your trash, you can play a Lucemon yeah. or a Digimon with Lucemon in its name instead. But obviously, uh, yeah, the, the only Lucemon is level five. Yeah. It actually confused me at first. And I remembered, oh, yeah, there is a level three one that yeah. you could bring back. And I assume they're going to make the other Lucemon forms into cards at some point. You'd have to assume. Right. Yeah. But um, so okay, so dead or alive? Does it come up a lot? Uh, it does actually, because like sometimes you like sometimes if your opponent has like a problem, like level six or something, or really powerful Digimon you have to deal with, you will bring back something like Lucimon. But usually, uh, you use it to bring back a uh, werewolf mode if you have a Cerberus spawn out. Oh, because yeah. uh, well, Cerberus like uh, like you have Cerberus spawn out. And Werewolf Mode reads, uh, on play, delete a Cerberus Mon and gain 9 memory. So uh, Dead or Alive only cost 8. So you play for 8 memory, bring back the Werewolf Mode, pop your Cerberus Mon, and gain 9 memory. So you net 1 memory off that. Yeah, nice. You're, yeah. you're memory positive. You know. Yeah, so it's a fun yeah, memory positive trick. You, <laughs> I usually don't run... Uh, more than one of it, though, because uh, like it can clog up your hand yeah. if you draw it. Like, like it's usually like a Neraku security trick. What it is, so if you have a, if you have a server spawn out and a werewolf in grave, and your opponent hits the security, they you bring back the like because the security effect is activate the main effect. So you bring back a the werewolf mode, pop your servers and gain nine memory on their turn. Which will likely swing it back to yours, so it, it can end their turn immediately if they hit it there. Under the right circumstances. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, 
another thing too to keep in mind with that card too is it doesn't say level five or lower it says level five specifically oh so, yeah okay yeah, so it has to be a level five you bring back interesting yeah so it really it really is geared around like you can see that they were kind of aiming it at lucemon yeah for specifically sure. cool uh two copies of deathclaw yeah. One cost, delete one of your Digimon to delete one of your opponents level four or lower. Yeah. This is uh Yeah, this is here to get rid of floodgates and that, uh yeah. to pop your own Digimon if you need to, like that's usually one of the main options you use to pop your own Icemon if it lives in the security check. <laughs> yeah, if and, if uh, that jamming effect is in play. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's even best not to swing with the Icemon, like you really need to kill their floodgate or mm. want to kill one of their champions to for like board tempo because uh i have had a lot of games where like my opponent will just bring a champion out of raising at the end of turn it's like okay i'll bring up the eyes and uh dead claw pop it pop yours and yours is dead and i gain a bunch of card <laughs> draw yeah so pretty pretty useful the death claw like a lot of different uses there uh, and then the Tamer spread, the last four cards, you've got one copy of Matt Ashida, the, uh, the BT2 one. So the full cost memory Tamer on play return a purple Digimon card or purple option card from your trash to your hand. Yeah. Like, uh, memory setters are always very good. And, uh, Matt's ability to bring back like a Digimon or option is, yeah, it's really good in a deck because... Yeah, sometimes you just it can uh, get you a combo piece back from grave, or it can uh, yeah just get back like a useful card you need that was hidden security. So it has a decent amount of utility, and mm-hmm. again, memory setting is nothing wrong with that for sure. <laughs> oh, always useful. Yeah, and then three copies of Analog Youth. Yeah, Analog which Youth is is really nice. Yeah, it is definitely like it is definitely one of the best cards in your deck because it just provides a lot of utility value on like it's two mana or sorry, not mana, two memory. <laughs> uh, like uh, it uh, sets up cards in your grave. It digs for your combo pieces. It uh, like you're usually popping like when you pop your server spawn. If it has anything under it, you can tap it to gain a memory, which is also quite useful and comes up a lot. Because, uh, yeah, a lot of times, like, you have one or two analog you out in play, you bring up your uh, server mod from raising, play the werewolf mode to pop it, and then when you tap the analog you to gain a memory, you also hatch an egg. So then you can evolve onto that egg to draw more cards. It's It just does so much for, like, so little commitment. It's very good. And uh, a nice way to to yeah. close out the deck, I guess. It's yeah. a very the the only thing you need to be careful sometimes with it because there have been one or two situations where I've been in where it's like I'm trying not to deck out and I'm <laughs> going to get like and my opponent has hit like an analog ute in security that's caused oh, me to deck out. Oh no! Like, yeah, it's like oh well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I suppose the downside of um going through your deck at such a clip is uh yeah, decking out is yeah. a real real problem. Yeah, there are uh 
I know some builds run the Junomon uh, Magna Kid combo, where you use oh. Magna Kid, put all your options back in, evolve into. Uh, what's the combo again? Yeah, because you use you you use a uh, call from the darkness, Junomon, and uh, Mag. It's Magna. No, it's a is it a Venge Kid or Magna Kid? The one that puts your options back. Um, I actually don't know off the top of my head. Well, yeah, well, the, which, whichever, whichever one, one of the, those, yeah, whichever one of those that puts the options back. So, uh, yeah, you put all, yeah, you use a magnet. Yeah, you use a well, you use the kit, the the Tree Musketeers guy to put all your options back, and after it dies, you evolve it to Junomon to bring back the Magnet or Avenge Kid. Uh, Avenge Kid the, is the one that yeah. brings the options back, just yeah. for those listening at home. Yeah. <laughs> just looked it yeah. up. Yeah, Avenge Kid brings back all the options. Uh, Junomon brings back Avenge Kid, and Call brings back Junomon. Oh. And okay. then uh, Avenge Kid puts the Call back into your deck. So if you loop it correctly, you can never actually deck out. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, Security Control does that. Uh, Yeah, I know security control likes that. Or yeah, you uses that quite a bit because it usually runs the like it has the because Junomon's an on Digivolution ability, so yeah. they use Hellsight to bring back a level five from Grave, evolve it onto the Junomon, or evolve Junomon onto it. Junomon brings back the kid. Kid puts your options back in. Wow. And uh, it's a psycho. I uh. I don't know, I tried it for a little bit, but I found it, like, a little bit clunky in the deck. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't, like, like it too much, but it's definitely something you could try. Yeah, look, because it's a, it's the, an option, certainly. The, the deck does kind can have consistency issues sometimes. <laughs> That's uh, part, part, of her, uh, another, uh, part of the reason why I ended up playing it, too, was because uh, the anniversary tournament uh, let us use mulligan rules. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, I definitely had to do that once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that mulligan is pretty sweet for decks like this. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that they'd implement it, uh, like, just just have it as a standard rule, honestly. Yeah, I know my, my local um, game store, they just, like, outside of, I think, store championships, we always use mulligans. Like, yeah, just, it's uh, just a, like... It's not an overpowered one by far. It's just put no. the bottom five back in, draw a top five. It's like, it seems honestly pretty reasonable to me because a lot of times if, like, your hand is really bricky, that uh, usually means you are putting a lot of good, better late game cards to the bottom, so you're probably not going to see those to get a better early game. So it seems like a fair trade-off, yeah. honestly. Absolutely. And uh, it's definitely a lot better than like just having non-games with you or your opponent where they just don't do anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, always more fun to play Digimon yeah. than to sort of watch somebody else play Digimon while you sit there and draw, draw, go. I know it will, uh, it does. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose you do lose some of the fun games where you do actually push back after doing, like playing mm. like, because... Uh, Oh, was it one game? I think it was BT5 format where I played uh, turn one high Andromon for 10 memory. Oof. And uh, still ended up coming coming around that game because I went hey. to high Andromon. Yeah, going to high Andromon, then uh, going to 
just warp defeat than going to Omnimon X Antibody, the oh, wow. old one. <laughs> so it's like, haha. Come back around. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I guess speaking of gameplay stories, this, uh, that that's the deck, but I would love to hear about the matches you played across the oh, yeah. tournament. We went for three rounds, I believe. So. Yeah. I yeah. say I believe, like I don't know. I do know. <laughs> we went for three <laughs> rounds. Uh, uh, yeah, they were they were all pretty good matches. The first mm. one was uh, uh, ten on on the tournament sheet. Like, I don't know if you still have the link to like the original tournament like uh, results and that. Uh, there was uh, like uh, yeah, because oh, I'm gonna get my top straight for a second. Yeah, my first match was against uh, Blue Flare. Oh. And uh, the first the first game I did actually end, I I lost the first game, but then we had the tournament recall because more people yeah. showed up. Yeah, yeah. So I had to reset it, and I got matched against the same guy again. <laughs> all right. So it's like, all right. <laughs> so it kind of like I I, I kind of would have like I would have felt like bad like because the match results would have felt bad if like. Uh, like if I ended up losing the, any of those, like because I, yeah, I, I would have felt bad if I ended up like losing the next game too and it not counting because that would have just yeah. felt like. Eh. But I, so I did end up winning those two. Uh, the, I did end up winning those two games though, so it's like it's more like a loss in three instead of like a, or I mean a win in three instead of a win in two, sort of. Yeah, but, uh, kind kind of works out that way. Yeah, yeah. and it was like. Like I'm, this when the anniversary tournament was a little over a week ago now, was it? Um, y- yeah. yes, yes, it wasn't this. Yeah, it wasn't was, this past weekend. It was the weekend yeah. before. So yeah, it was against Blue Flare, and yeah. Blue Flare is definitely an interesting matchup because uh, like they they do have a t- like the way they stun your board and that, and like uh, can keep your like stop you from attacking and that. But I yeah. find that. Uh, like, usually a good way around it is, uh, like, you want your Gazimons and that to stop the memory gain from stuff like uh, the Blazing Boost. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep your... Uh, but you also want to keep your Digimon on board down as well. Because of their... Uh, like, their abilities only work if you have two or more Digimon. So sometimes you uh, just want to, like... Sometimes if you're in a tight spot, you can just sit on a Minerva. <laughs> And it's like, okay, uh, play stuff, and hopefully I can bring some stuff, some value stuff back. Even if you stun it, I can uh, use the abilities to, uh, like, just use my cards to pop my own stuff, usually. Yeah. Because cause of all the self-deleting and Minervamon, like, the stunning doesn't hurt it too badly. Because whatever you stun, you can just uh, destroy with your own abilities, like, you... Stun Minerva Mon, you just revive it. You stop and not or revive from the darkness. It you stun an Eyes Mon, you can just uh, just uh, yeah, stun Eyes Mon. You can just like uh, call from darkness it or dead claw it or something. Yeah, so, so uh, you've, you're in a unique position to kind of be able to play yeah. around that blue flare thing yeah. where they want you to have those two or more Digimon. Yeah, the, because uh, of all man- your ability to get rid of your own Digimon. Yeah, so that uh, it's quite good there. I uh, think the hardest thing to probably deal with is uh, 
the armor purging decker with blocker i think mm, yeah yeah because like that uh, i think it's a uh, 10k blocker which is uh yeah the which is difficult to get around because uh you need to get at least one more attack true with the like if you attack into it with a server spawn it's just going to block it in your server spawn instead so it's like definitely yeah. something you need to get around and uh another thing too uh yeah the matchup does get a lot worse though in ex3 <laughs> because uh of the blue option they get that came out is uh sorai yeah sorai because it reads uh digimon without sources can't attack Oof, that is so that is if, rough yeah because your server spawn werewolf mode obviously like it comes in so it has no sources yeah so but the static can't attack ability you can't attack with it so it basically turns up shuts down the loop completely <laughs> so it goes from like after ex3 it goes from like an okay matchup to like Oh, I don't think I can actually win this. <laughs> like, or I have to like do a lot of really weird stuff. Yeah, too. becomes a lot harder. Yeah. All right. So round one, blue flare, took it out. Yeah. Uh, round two, do you remember what you played against? Yeah, it was a uh, crossheart. Oh, okay. How did that yeah. go? Obviously, well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, well, the part of like the reason why like everyone was calling Minerva loop like top tier was that it has like an actually very good cross heart matchup. Okay. And people were speculating that, okay, since cross heart was poised to be like the best deck, maybe not so much anymore with the bannings, but at the time, because everyone thought the cross heart would be extremely popular that Minerva was a good counter to it because it's, like, you can main deck, like, three to four copies of Psychmon, which shuts the deck down for a turn or two. You can, uh, like, the opponent's turn ability of Minervamon makes it so much harder for them to uh, play their Digimon, because you just get stuff. And they have, a uh, yeah, stuff like, you, you can just play Digimon every time they do. And uh, their security tends to be pretty, like, on the weaker side, too, mm. other than... Uh, Erden's Sunrise Buster, they have, like, none of their Digimon except for, I think, 5k goes above uh, 9,000. Or, uh, yeah, goes uh, 5k uh, x5, I think. Yeah, I think they, they tend to max out at 10,000 with the Shoutmon x5 or cross 5 or however. I've been told yeah. I was saying it wrong. So. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that one maxes out at 10k, and that's kind of the, the most DP you can expect in the... In the cross heart yeah. security. Yes. So it's usually, rel- yeah, and also like all the tamers. So it's usually relatively safe to like make big swings into security with your server response. Yeah. And uh, uh, remember, I think a uh, part of it, like uh, when talking to opponents afterwards, uh, after the games, uh, several people did, like, people talked about like, uh, the other, like, this happened two or three times, actually, in different matches where uh, they had a, uh, like, they had an option to do a more aggressive play or the more defensive play. Like, they could either swing into hit some by security or, uh, like, yeah. uh, leave up a blocker and maybe give you more memory. But uh, you'd have more defense. And uh, a lot of times they made the aggressive play thinking that, like, Minerva couldn't kill them at, like, four or, like, three or four security. But, uh, 
uh, I find a lot of times, like, if they made more defensive play, they might have been able to, like, live for another turn because then that's an extra blocker I need to get around. Because, like, yeah, because, like, when they made the aggressive play, the next turn was when the loop went off and killed them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's like, again, when you're playing against Minerva, you kind of want to, like, just leave up a strong blocker and yeah. uh, that'll, that has the potential to slow them down, like, at least for a turn, and hopefully you'll be able to, like, uh, win on the backswing. So, Crossheart, matchup went well. You're pretty well placed to play against that deck in a lot of ways. And then heading into round three now. Do you remember what you played in round three? Because I said yeah. uh It was Jessamon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, three yeah. different decks. So, so yeah, pretty, pretty oh, yeah, interesting the spread across really, the Tournament had a really good spread of decks. Mm. Jessamon was... I think looking back at the... Uh, that graph that you posted and looking back at the deck list, there, there wasn't much. The graph. <laughs> sorry? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, you said you posted, but I can't remember. Uh, it wasn't me that posted the graph. Oh, wasn't it? Was... Oh. No. Uh, Whoever, I see who... here it was uh, Plane yeah. Mad Dom, slash Dom. Oh, okay. My apologies, yeah. uh, Plane Mad. The, the awesome graphic that Plane Mad made up and posted. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, thanks very much for that, by the way, if you're listening. Yeah. Hopefully you are. It's really cool. Wow. It has, uh, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, there was 11 people in the tournament, and I think we yeah, we have 11 different decks. So, <laughs> Which is just, like, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how did how did the Jessmon matchup go? Was this uh, one that you had considered when building and selecting your deck? I considered it for sure, and it's definitely, yeah. like, one of the scarier matchups. It's like, uh, I was, uh, like, before the tournament, I was considering putting in, uh, I didn't get around to doing it, but I was <laughs> considering putting in, like, an extra copy of Dead X-Mon just for the, like, the Jessmon matchup, because it, it can be, like, very difficult. Like, if they, uh, if they come up the board with a lot of sister mons, because I know one of them gives all their stuff blocker. Yeah. So if they do that, it's like, there's no way to get around that unless you drop a dead X-Mon and hopefully wipe your board. And uh, aside from that, the deck can like just straight up kill you out of nowhere and there's <laughs> nothing you can really do about it. Like other than hope they hit like a Jack Raid or something in security, so it'll pass this turn. So it's, it's definitely the scariest uh, matchup of them just because I... Like I was very much trying to give them as little memory as possible to yeah. get into a Jessmon and swing. And did did that work out? Were you able to kind of keep them off the Jessmon, or how did it play uh, for, out? Yeah, for game one, I was definitely able to. This was uh, one of the matches where uh, the I remember the opponent mentioning like they made a swing play when they could have went into a Genkakumon X. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, but they went with the more aggressive play because they didn't think that like they like Lilith would be or not Lilith, Minerva would be able to kill from like three or four security mm-hmm. that quickly. But yeah, I just end up having all the loop pieces. So, uh, but if they went into like the Genkamon X play, like I would have had to find a way to get around that, 
And that's also one of the cards that's hard for... Uh, like, just Genko Monax in general is a card that's hard for this deck to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Uh, and that's... Because, uh, like, all the... Pretty much, aside from Dead Exmon, all the effects are, like, deletion-based. And there are a lot of cards with, like, protection from that. Like, uh, I think, like, Magnamon X specifically is a card I ha- have no idea how this deck beats. <laughs> Except for dropping a dead X. <laughs> because, like, it, uh, yeah, 11,000 and redirects all the attacks to it, so you can't swing with, uh, you can't swing, like, the Cerberus mod into it, and when you do kill it, it just go, it goes back, it gives him an extra security. So it's such, is so hard for this deck to deal with that. But yeah, I remember too with the, this one, yeah, it was what the Just on Edge, uh, I think it was game two when they swung with a just spawn and ended up dying to the first security. Oh, yeah. So it was like, I, I think I, I, I think I just got lucky with that one because <laughs> so it was like, okay. So yeah, and I. I mean that is that I, is all part all part of the game yeah, as, yeah. as I'm so sure we all know. Like sometimes. You've got to yeah, make, so, as the attacker, you've got to make that call. And like, am I going yeah, so, to wait until I'm perfectly set up? Do I have that time? Or do I just roll the dice and see how we go? And sometimes yeah, you roll so the dice just, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the, it, yeah, just one is definitely one of the scarier matchups for sure. Mm. So I imagine you weren't pleased when you came to, came into round three and saw that's what your opponent was oh, playing. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I was more, I was more uh, scared. It's like, okay, I need to uh, really think about all my plays now because, again, if I give them too much uh, like memory or too much uh, leg room to do what they want, I'm just going to like get annihilated on the crackback. So need to play like conservatively, and there were several times too where it's like uh, in that matchup specifically where it's like, okay, I need to. I take the risk now and swing with like to get enough checks for Leto. I need to uh, swing with like the early Cerberus Werewolf mode and just hope it lives. Because if it <laughs> if I don't win this turn, I know I am dead next turn. <laughs> well, I'm um, I'm glad that it worked out in the end. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm glad it. Yeah, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it can like go really bad, like having a low cost one week. It was like, okay, I'll swing. All right, dies on first swing. Okay, <laughs> I guess I guess my turn's done. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you ended up taking out the win. So yeah. you're probably looking back on it pretty positively. But I have to ask, now that you've played the deck i mean it sounds like you've played it at locals as well is there anything you would change about it or are you pretty happy with how it's sitting at the moment uh i'm i was i'm definitely happy with it for uh bt10 i don't yeah. know what the bt11 meta looks like uh a few of the so i might change it up a bit for that yeah uh let's see you probably uh Let's see, with stuff like Blue Mord, you'd probably need like probably need to run the extra dead Xmon. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because uh Justmon is just getting more popular. And uh 
yeah, Bloom Wars coming into the format, and it's just a good, uh, it, it, it just, like, counters a lot of really difficult stuff that the deck has to deal with. And, so that would uh, be but, probably the big change is the extra death X-Men. Yeah, probably the biggest one. I There's probably a few, definitely a couple other things you could change as well. Uh, the deck is, uh, actually, there there are a lot of, like, key things you can't add. Like, I'd probably add more Gazimon going into this format. And less of the Psychmon, because, of, again, with the less Crossheart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the cyclone becomes less, uh, like not 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 relevant, but definitely less relevant. And if, yeah. you're right; the Gazi one will be more useful. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's uh, again, uh, stuff like Sayori is also like devastating to a deck too. So I'm not <laughs> sure how you'd like change the deck to deal with that yet. But well, something something to something to yeah, mull on, was, I guess. Uh, yeah, definitely some stuff to think about. Oh, right, right now, my my current project is uh, trying to get Gallantmon to do stuff consistently. <laughs> but the new purple cards, it's like, okay, what am I doing here? Because <laughs> I uh, played a one local, like we have two locals a weekend here. So yeah. I played a one and it did decently. Then I played that together and it like, I just couldn't get what I needed at all for most of the game. So I'm trying to figure out okay how to how do i make this work <laughs> nice all right we um we are running a little short on time so i'm going to say uh thanks again for of, for participating in the tournament first of all and then oh, yeah, for fun. coming on it's always great to to talk digimon and oh, yeah, yeah it's I, great I, the, the tournament was great like uh definitely looking forward to doing more if you do them well, I, I'm certainly looking forward to running more. It's always a, as I've said, it's always a good good time. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the things I really enjoy doing. So as long as people enjoy playing in them, I'm happy to keep running them for sure. For sure. Uh, so before before you came on, um, I asked you a couple of things. First of all, I asked you if there was anything you wanted to promote, really, while you were here. Um, I keep... I keep thinking of that, and it's like mm. I don't know. I'm very bad at thinking about stuff to promote. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. You don't. Uh, I suppose any, you don't have to have like, anything. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Anything I would like to promote? That's interesting. Obviously, this show. <laughs> but yeah. It's hard to promote <laughs> the show on the show. Um, anything I want to draw people's attention to? I haven't really, I haven't really thought about it. There's a lot of, just there's a lot of great content out there you know people are really starting to make a lot of stuff for digimon to the point where sometimes maybe it can feel a little a little oversaturated but i think the what i want to say is you know i think we all know who the like the big content creators are the really popular people but um i've actually had a lot of fun looking at some of the some of the smaller content creators and having a look at some of the stuff that they're doing, you tend to get you tend to get things that maybe aren't being focused on by the bigger creators, and you get a different voice. So I think the one thing I would like to promote is maybe take take a bit of time if you have it to find someone new to have a look at and listen to, even if it's just one video or one episode or whatever it might be, just a just a you know sample a different voice. 
I guess. Yeah, that's a good idea for sure. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, like it, there, there are a lot, but I'm always looking for new uh, Digimon content too. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's so many, but yeah, it's still like okay, and some more, please. <laughs> and do you have a question for our listeners? Yeah, the question I'm gonna go with is, uh, what Digimon that hasn't appeared in the card game yet do you really want to see appear in the card game? Awesome. Um, I'm I've been thinking about this for a while because I knew that's what you were going to ask, but I'm still coming up a little bit blank. Is there? Do you have an answer? Is there a uh, Digimon you'd like to see come to the game? I I'm still really waiting on the other Lucimon forms, man. Like the giant dragon. Mm. I think it's like. It's starting to smolder Satan mode in the English version, but I really want that. And uh, I'm blanking on a name of it now, but there's a uh, like the the fusion of the seven demon lords Digimon. Okay. Like it's one that like is a like it's a sort of like a jogress between all of them. Oh right. Yeah, I think that'd be a really cool card. That would be cool. Yeah, I think I think they've that most of my favorites are in the game currently. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy at the moment with the Digimon we have available really. Like it's a I think it's a really good spread. I think yeah. Oh yeah, like I am definitely happy with the Digimon we have, especially mm. like some of the more obscure ones I didn't think we'd be get like it's like Yeah, they dig deep that sometimes. Happens. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about Digimon. There's so much like cool cart like creature designs and null lore and that that like almost never get used so it's really cool to like see that stuff come out oh yeah because like uh i know there's a lot of like digimon that likes only ever appeared as like uh like in uh i think it's like the v pet stuff and it's like they have all these designs but they've never been like animated or drawn in any way so <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that it's all like the the card game uses all new art as well. So if you are you are a Digimon fan, you're getting like new art of your favorite Digimon, which must be cool. Oh yeah, that's actually one of the things that got me into the game was I really like the art of it. Yeah, they they do they do pretty good work in this game. Pretty good quality, I found. Yes. Alrighty, so. If you have an answer to that listener question, or if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, you can, of course, join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. You can email me, memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on the increasing dumpster fire that is Twitter, if you're still using Twitter, uh, at Connor EFMG. I'm still over there, you know, kind of watching as things collapse. It's a fun time. I'm considering making one maybe after the fire is over because I never had Twitter before and it's like, okay, maybe after it's like scorched earth. Maybe that's when I'll make one. Yeah, you know, post-apocalypse kind of. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, you can join our Discord server, which is, we have some fun stuff over there and some really cool people talking Digimon. And it's not currently on fire. And it is not currently on fire. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start charging for verification or something. Yeah. <laughs> Eight dollars a month, get a check mark. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> all right, we can't get into that. That's going to take a whole other hour. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and 
and new episodes of this podcast come out more or less each and every week. So make sure that you're following us on your podcast service of choice so you can stay up to date and rate and review the show if your podcast service of choice allows you to do that because it helps new people find us and helps us grow, which is really, really cool. Uh, thanks again, Alex, Sharkflin, for coming on. Yep, it's been great. Me on. Yep. Oh. And finally, this is the memory gauge logging out. Yeah.